Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. We're putting the finishing touches on the Class A football season as Laurel is your state champion in Class A. And to do that with us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, it is Brian Reed, Class A football insider. Brian, it's great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing very well. Uh, enjoying this resurgence of warm, pleasant weather. Who knows when it's going to turn bad. But for right now, really liking it outside and uh can't believe that we're already at the point in the season where there aren't any more games to look forward to and everything's in the rear view. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll get to looking back at the season here in just a second, but looking at the looking at the state championship game this past weekend, Laurel dominating 34 to nothing, four turnovers by that Laurel defense. Jack Waddell with three touchdowns as well. Um, what did you think about Laurel's performance? I was one of the people who gave uh, Laurel a a better than even chance of winning that game. I just looked at what Laurel could do, uh, both on the defensive side of the ball, and they've been outstanding the last several years on defense, particularly in the last two. This year was no exception. They were just dominant on the defensive side of the ball. And I looked at their offense and saw a more dynamic team than Central had, uh, a team that could do more things to beat you than, than Central could, at least in my opinion. I've said throughout the season that, that Central could do, you know, had pretty much five things that they would do on offense. Did each one of them exceptionally well, difficult to stop even if you know what's coming, but were limited to those five things. They weren't going to surprise you with something new. Laurel, on the other hand, had more versatility. They had Emmett Renner come back on on offense, he was great contribution, a defensive back, but on offense where they gave that passing offense for Eli Aby another receiver to throw to, to not just have Waddell line up at receiver, that freed Jack Waddell to line up anywhere. Lined up in the Wildcat, lined up in the backfield, lined up at receiver, basically lined up anywhere that they needed him to and got great production out of him. Um, that kid had an outstanding game, and it was like looking at something that was two years in the making after having transferred from Livingston, a, a, a team that has definitely seen better days uh, and hasn't played varsity football except for one game in, in the last two years. Seeing him go from there to the Laurel team that was maybe missing one piece to be able to get a championship, he was that beast, and finish his career in the on the highest possible note just through him was so much more dynamic than central uh, was expecting mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if I was expecting 34 to nothing uh, I was expecting maybe a reversal of the regular season score which was 28 14 in a in a pretty hard fought game that was closer than the final score was in central's favor thought that the, maybe that script would get reversed uh, what we saw was more of a game that looked like last year's regular season game when Laurel finally snapped their losing streak against Billing Central and beat them 33 to nothing. Uh, that it manifested itself in a little bit of a different way, but the end result was 
you know, just complete domination on the part of Laurel. Brian, it looked like the cliche once again kind of goes, you know, hey, when it comes to the late late season, postseason, the weather gets a little bit uh, nastier. And so being able to run the football is crucial. We know Billing Central has great success throwing the football. Obviously, Laurel prides itself on being able to run the football. Do you think that played a bigger factor in this game as well? Well, the weather wasn't bad. Um, it was windy. Uh, there wasn't any snow on the field, uh, and it's a brand-new playing surface at, at Lockwood. Uh, so, and there wasn't much passing in the game. Central did pass more than Laurel. Um, AB has, has passed more than, than Whitman did this season, but Whitman was as accurate as a quarterback has ever been in class. A. Uh, ended up, uh, going over the 100 attempts mark, uh, this season. So he was able to set the all time class, a uh, completion percentage, uh, mark, uh, this year. He unfortunately had for him had his had his worst game of the season. Uh, Laurel, you know they they were ball hawks in that game, and when it would uh, when he would throw it up, often it would get tipped, deflected, or just outright you know read and picked off. And in, in a tough game like that, you can't give the other team you know three three interceptions and then a, a fumble late in the game after the game had pretty much been decided. Uh, Laurel just played more cleanly. Uh, Laurel didn't need to pass the ball much. Uh, they got a lot of, uh, they got a few long runs that kind of took the place of long um, passing plays that you had seen early in the season with Waddell and Renner. Uh, but they they played clean football, and they they were a lot more focused. They kept their heads in the game. They kept control of the ball. And they they played through the end of the game, and Central found itself in a position to where it, uh, like I said, those those five things you do when you're when you're behind, you might need to be able to do more than the five things, and just they weren't able to counter. Uh, when that game got to be about twenty to nothing, it was effectively over. Does winning this state championship against a rival like Billing Central for Laurel, do you think this changes the dynamic of this rivalry going forward? I really do. Um, Central's not able to look at Laurel as, as the team that they always beat up on. Um, there are some some rivalries in the state, even between good teams, that resemble that. Like, hey, they've had a fine season, but when we play them, we're going to go whip them. And, you know, like you look at uh, Butte Central and Frenchtown is one of those. Butte Central's never beaten Frenchtown. Um, they, they're not division rivals, but they, they are successful programs with a lot of pride. They go up against each other. Frenchtown, you know, always has, has gotten the win there. This one, Laurel and Billing Central has become very lopsided. Laurel always gets up for the game and sometimes they are just completely overmatched. Central, I think, you know, has at times maybe taken a win for granted there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be something that could be said about the state championship game, but I think it definitely changes the dynamic between those two teams. Laurel can, similar to you know what happened between Miles City and uh, Billing Central about a decade ago. Billing Central had been you know had been for decades, and then in the 2000s with the hiring of Jim Stanton. Billing Central became, you know, frankly, the better program, the more consistent program, just the, the dominant program there. 
2007 rolled through everyone. 2008, Miles City had, you know, was coming off one of their worst seasons ever. But in 2008, it had a great season of their own. Still couldn't get past Central in the in the regular season. In the state championship game, punched Central in the mouth, and that really changed things between Miles City and Central to where. Miles City knew that, hey, they might beat us in the regular season, but give us another shot, we'll find a way. You saw that happen again in 2010. Exact same scenario, same two teams, same situation with Miles City and Central. And now, you know, a decade later, you see uh, Laurel doing something very similar with Central. Um, Central has to take Laurel seriously now. Laurel knows it can Central. It's won two of the last three, was very competitive in that third one. Um, and, you know, there's there's no bigger feather in your hat than beating another team in the state championship. It's uh, it, it answers a lot of yeah, buts. Um, yeah, you're a great team, but we beat you when it mattered. Central's going to have to, you know, they, that's going to sting them for a while. And Laurel, having gone, you know, nearly 20 years uh, without winning a championship, they won in '99, and then 2002. That 2002 team was kind of a surprising one, uh, but they've had a lot of really good teams since then. They have not had a lot of, you know, success. They they got to the championship game last year, uh, facing all-time great Miles City team, and finished as runner-up. But they had so much coming back this year, and we're on a mission to not feel that uh, that feeling again of being the second best team in the state, which is not a fun feeling at all. Um, and they don't have to feel that this year. They are state champs and they, they did what they needed to do. Um, and so I, I think going forward, Laurel has, uh, they're not, they're not going to get whipped up on by central, uh, maybe on the scoreboard central will outplay them sometime, but Laurel can hang its head high going into a game, knowing that Hey, these guys. This isn't a, a foregone conclusion. We can hang with them. We have hung with. We have hung with them before. We can beat them. Let's make them chase us. I'm looking forward to seeing in future seasons how those how those two programs interact with each other. I, I don't think you're going to see the levels of disrespect that have been exhibited in some places uh, going forward. At least I hope not. We're breaking down Class A football with Brian Reed as he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Brian, let's just start here. Obviously, we were able to get through the season, through a pandemic, but obviously one of the things that's going to be interesting once we do finish all these seasons and we start thinking about them and writing about them and all those types of things, what's going to stand out to you that we got through this season? Well, um, not every team was able to play a full slate of games through the regular season. You had... Like you had the de facto bowl uh, between Butte Central in the West and Glendive in the East coming together saying, hey, let's get one more game for our kids. This isn't a playoff game. It's played at the same time as the playoffs. Let's just go out on a Tuesday and have some fun. And, you know, so that's an example of, of, of two teams making the best out of a bad situation, non-playoff teams there. But they were able to get one more game for their kids, especially their seniors. I loved seeing that. That will always stand out to me. Um, one of the teams that did get its full slate of games, at least in the regular season, um, even though they did have to you know, get creative with one of their opponents, was Polson. And by playing an entire schedule going into the season, I don't know if anyone outside of Polson was 
had Jarrett Wilson as a household name. It's certainly a household name now with everything that he does, did throwing for over 3,100 yards, over 30 touchdowns, setting all sorts of Class A records. Say nothing of the team records that he just obliterated. Um, but, you know, going into next year, everyone is going to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to, you know, add on to that like a 4,000 yard season? He's got all of his receivers, nearly all of his receivers coming back. I, I give him a fair shot at, at doing that, being the first Class A quarterback to do that, probably require a deep playoff run to be able to get that done. But I'm not going to put that past that offense, which was so dynamic this year. Um, you had, you know, traditional powers continue to be great. Um, Hamilton, you know, in this run, you would think that there'd be at least one or two state championships. It didn't happen, but they they still had a great team and a lot to build on. They'll be one of those teams that will be back next year because like Polson, they've got their quarterback back. Uh, Tyson Rosted showed that he is every bit the player that his big brother um, was. I'm, I'm sure that is up for discussion in the Rosted household, but uh, Tyson's got, got nothing to be ashamed of there. He is an outstanding player and I'm expecting a huge senior season from him next year, both running and passing the ball. Um, in the East, of course, you had Central and Laurel uh, in the championship that we talked about. Mile City, they had their great season last year. This year, they were an injury or two away um, from disaster, and you had that those injuries there. They were able to, you know, recover in time to make playoffs and, you know, get what was kind of a surprising win over over Dylan and they played, you know, one of their, uh, games with the most heart this year, uh, in the semifinals against central. Um, so they've got nothing to be ashamed of, even though they might look at the season and think, yeah, we're not undefeated state championship and state champions again, we couldn't repeat, but they've got nothing to be ashamed of this year with, with how, who they had coming back and who had graduated last year. It will be different next year, having different quarterback for them. Um, it'll be Dalton Poleski's time to throw the ball around, but they've got some good players coming back. Uh, and in the East, there aren't a lot of teams that have much coming back. Central graduated a lot of people. Laurel's got uh, Renner and uh, Bodantic coming back at running back. Uh, Shell Osborne on the offensive line and at linebacker, a terrific two-way player there. So they might find themselves in a similar position to what Miles City did this year to where, you know, might not be penciling in a, a repeat state champion, but they're definitely going to be one of the teams that beat uh, in the East. And I'll be completely honest with you, the team that I am looking to and expecting a lot from uh, in 2021 uh, is Glendive. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming for them. They have made the playoffs a couple times. They haven't had like the dominant season where they where they win eight out of nine games or anything like that. But they've got, you know, the best quarterback in the East who is coming back next year. Uh, Parker Buckley did some amazing things in five games this year. They've got both of their running backs coming back, Dawson Rousey and Cole Storley. Um, they were terrific this year. One of their best receivers, Riley Basta, is coming back this year. Very versatile player as a returner and a receiver and a good defensive player as well. They are going to surprise some people next season. Um, you can you can jot that down, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'll go out on a limb and, and say that they are one of my teams to watch for for 2021. 
and and back to the West, we mentioned Polson. Uh, my my team that I think uh, has as much coming back uh, as anyone, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the last team standing in the West next year, Columbia Falls. Uh, another team that has their quarterback back, uh, Mason Peters. Uh, got both of their uh, running backs back, uh, Isaiah Roth and Rowdy White. Uh, Roth is as versatile of a player as you're going to find in, in Class A. Uh, they've got their best receiver back in Cade Morgan. Um, so they can do some special things. Uh, a whitefish with uh, Finn Ridgeway at quarterback and then Jackson Schlock and Bodie Smith, who both finished with the identical number of receiving yards this year, uh, 622. Um, that's never happened before. We've had the exact same number of the two leading receivers on the team. Uh, that happened this year for them. They could do some exciting things. Um, and then, you know, Libby. Um, we talked about Isaiah Roth. Um, Coming back for uh, Columbia Falls, Ryder Davis can do anything on a football field. He can throw, he can run, receive, um, do anything. He'll do anything that you need him to do on that team. He's coming back next year, um, probably be, uh, their starting quarterback, but um, he'll still be just as much of a threat with his legs as he was this last year, if not more so. Uh, Aiden Williamson at fullback and Cy Stevenson at tight end and defensive end uh, might do some running as well they've got some quality coming back. So I think we'll see some, some familiar faces, but it will be a year where you might see, I don't want to say, say a, you know, a huge change where, well, where did this team come from? But I, I don't know if it will be Hamilton and Billing Central again, or, or even Laurel again. We might see some crazy thing like Glendive and Columbia Falls in the state championship game. And uh, I would love to see that. Uh, the more teams that can that can experience that, uh, the better. Brian, my final question for you is: We got a few more minutes here. I was thinking about this as, as I see Double A a lot more than I see A. You know, I think of guys like you know, a Junior Bergen. I think of guys like Ken Iden. There's several others, obviously, that make a huge impact, and we've been saying those guys' names the last couple of seasons in Class Double A football. On the Class A level, who are some guys that are leaving that you know? just kind of imprinted on you the last couple of years, just great football players are going to be hard to replace. Uh, first one that comes to mind is Carson Hunter quarterback at mile city. Um, I've, I've put a lot of thought into this and I know that sometimes, you know, it's difficult, difficult to compare players from different eras. Um, I can't think of a better football player that mile city has had. Uh, over the years that I've I've followed football, uh, at least that I've seen from from Miles City, um, Carson, um, all time great kid, all time great player, um, he will be missed. Um, I hope that you know Dalton Poleski, who's another great kid. He's I, I hope he doesn't try to think that he needs to be anything other than the first Dalton Poleski, because if he's into it trying to be the next Carson Hunter. He can't be. No one can be. Um, and so there's an opportunity there for him to uh, to make a name for himself, kind of like Carson, uh, kind of like Tyson Rosted did with uh, Carson Rosted um, going into this season. Um, so, and then you have a Dawson Young uh, for Libby, who you know might have had the most under the radar three thousand yard rushing career of anyone, but uh, definitely a warrior for for years for Libby. Um, good kid, 
battled um, was the face of that team, especially this season. Um, and uh, you know, didn't the season didn't end the way that Libby had it, but he got three thousand yards, and there's only a handful of players that can can say that. Uh, Eli Aby had himself a heck of a career for Laurel. Uh, Marcus Whitman um, finishes as one of the most accurate passers ever in Class A. Uh, Central doesn't throw the ball a lot, but when they do, it was usually complete because he was the one throwing the ball. Um, those quarterbacks uh, will be missed uh, going forward. But, you know, like with this season, uh, with things being as crazy as it was, it did kind of provide a, a chance to look forward to some to some new names that, you know, a year or two or three from now we'll look back at and, you know, remember uh, as being all-time greats. Obviously, Jarrett Wilson is on that list. Uh, but uh, I'm, I know that right now we're having this discussion and, and we'll be looking uh, be looking back at it next year and and there'll be names that we had never even heard of yet um, that become household names. And I'm looking forward to seeing who that next player will be. In my feature guest, Brian Reed from Class A Football, breaking down the season here. Brian, really appreciate the time, really appreciate the insight as well, my friend. Look forward to chatting with you again very, very soon. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be weird not to talk about uh, games uh, in the rear view or previews, but uh, I... Yeah, I'm, I pretty much work on this stuff year round. So if I, I come up with something, something cool or a different angle or something, then uh, it'll be fun to talk about that as well.